good evening did you almost say good morning i almost did yeah i know you know why i said like that good morning vietnam no great movie shout out robin williams r.i.p r.i.p but my wife watches this show the morning toast and every fucking episode they go good morning toasters and it it's like someone sticking um, a shard glass in my ear every time I hear that. So the show is called Good Morning Toast? Good Morning Toast, I think. Or it's called The Morning Toast. Oh, what? what is it on? YouTube. Oh, she watches it on YouTube? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very millennial of her. I know. I mean, we have a show on YouTube too, John. That's true. So. And, and let's face it, a much bigger following than at Good Morning Toast obviously so yeah every time i hear that so anyway guys if you are on tiktok go to our twitter streaming live go to the youtube page streaming live so you can see john's beautiful face our beautiful setup and um yeah today's episode 46 just want to go ahead and get this out of the way odds jam make sure you visit oddsjam.com more importantly my tiktok chef i'm sorry start over Odds Jam underscore Sheffield Shuff for all gambling content by me. Bet US, if you're looking for a sports book, Bet US links are in the bio. Go ahead and use them. I'll get some money from it and we'll all be happy. John, what's up, man? What's going on, man? It's been much. it's been a bit. What's happening yeah. in your life that the people uh, need to know? Besides the the mental breakdown we talked about earlier? Dude, I've been there. It's all good. Yeah. It shows no, me that you're is- a that you're a real person. COVID is uh has really sucked. Um and uh you know, we're all we're all sort of recovering and, and trying to get back to you know, normalcy, which I feel like we are at that point, but you know, mentally it's going to take a bit. We've been through a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm just mentally uh different as it is, you know what I mean? Right. So. I mean, aside from COVID, you just have problems yeah. uh, in a normal anyway. world i'm i'm a little fucked up a little bit john what do we got today what do we got What's- well a couple things uh i want to go through uh top 10 uh mlb players at every position okay uh, this is what mlb network so they're going pretty much are going the top 100 right now i kind of want to specify going through each position and then we pick our top three okay uh, and then uh, MLB announced something new for the Home Run Derby, which I know you want to talk about. Yep. Um, global tour featuring some former players. We'll get into that. Um, talk about the best. Uh, we discussed the most home runs by a player born in each country. Um, and, you know, we got to eventually, everyone has a take on this. We have to talk about the Will Smith fiasco at the yes. Oscars. Let's start it off with uh, the Home Run Derby, okay? Okay. Or as they call it, Home Run Derby X, X, right? Which is such, such a dumb name. Someone it's, from marketing was like, oh, so I'm surprised extreme. they didn't call it Home Run Derby Plus because fucking everything, everything right now, every streaming service, is Disney they're so plus. lazy. They're like, just add a plus to it. Peacock Plus. CNN you know? Plus. It's like, God, they're so like, they're so afraid to do anything different because Apple Plus. Well, they went real different with Home Run Derby um, this time. So basically, we're going to have a bunch of, here's my my uh, look at it. We're going to have a bunch of scrubs or older players who are no longer in the league who are going to travel the world. It's going to be in Tokyo, Mexico. Um, Hold on. Let me, let's, let's give some context here. Okay. So uh, on Wednesday, major league baseball announced the launch of MLB home run derby X, a global baseball tour, making stops in London, Seoul, South Korea, Mexico city, and, and featuring, Former baseball stars Adrian Gonzalez, Johnny Gomes, who I'm surprised he could even move, Giovanni Soto, where did they find him and what was he doing, and Nick Swisher, who is so fucking annoying, I can't even begin to explain it. Oh, I think Nick Swisher is hilarious. I think he's a great guy. Here's my theory on Swisher. I think he's on cocaine, and I'm not joking. I I think he has a cocaine problem. And it just he he's very affable and he comes off very eloquently and a lot of high energy and I think that's why he maintains his career. 
he has to have a cocaine problem. No one is really like that in real life. No, I've I've met people that are high energy and they're very draining to be around. Like, dude, that. he would drain the fuck out of my energy. If I had to be on that panel, like if I was another analyst, I would be like, I'd be counting down the seconds to when we could like go to commercial break. He'd be yeah. so annoying. So, John, tell me how this is going to work out. So, we I think the whole goal here is to expand the scope of baseball and yes. get some you know Hitter, eyes. Yes, hitters will game. get hitters will get to swing at twenty five pitches, and take up take up like ten of them. Take ten pitches with the opportunity to earn points by hitting targets placed one hundred and sixty feet from home plate and two beyond the outfield fences, similar to the mini games in the legendary video game in MVP baseball, 2005 fucking shout out to that game. That game was the shit. Cool. Rams. Uh, we should literally, I could dedicate a whole podcast talking about that game. Cause I spent most of my high school years playing it. Um, obviously, which is why I was not elected to homecoming court. What opposition <laughs> will have players in the outfield and can earn points by catching baseballs that don't, Make it over the fence. Team will, teams will receive a point for every home run, target, hit, or catch, and players can call for a hot streak that will allow teams to double their rules. points on next on the next five pitches. And then they said, but beware, because the defense can get double points if they are on a hot streak. Pretty so much. basically, it's like a video game. It's going to be pretty much like a video game. With a bunch of really old and shitty players. So, so what are, what are we doing here, John? If, if, and I, I don't like to be, because I feel like I've been doing this on every podcast is I'm the old grumpy guy who thinks everything sucks. And which is I, ironic because you're younger than me. Yeah. Barely by a couple whatever months, year, whatever. Um, two years, two years, 12, 24 months. Um, I don't want to be the guy that's just like death looking suck. Cause I hate those people. Those people are just the worst. I know people like that. that they just hate everything. But I just can't That's help. That's fine. Under. You're 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 hitting the demographic uh, of of Major League Baseball: old people that don't want anything to change. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I just why, gotta be. Why, re- why do you care so much? Like, baseball has a problem with engagement, particularly with younger people. So okay? why are we sending old guys over there to compete? That, so that, that, I, kids, that I can't defend. Kids and soul can guys. be like. Oh my God, that was so fun. When can I watch Nick Swisher and uh, Hanley Ramirez next? And they're like, oh, they don't play anymore. They're like, well, what the fuck was that for? <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, Giovanni Soto is back. And 98% of people who aren't Cubs fans are going to be like, who's Giovanni Soto? And probably some right. Cub fans are going to be like, who's Giovanni Soto? Sox fans too. Spend the pretty the pretty much. I, I get what they're doing. So this is a marketing play that my work in marketing that you do because you want to essentially you want to grasp millennials okay so you're going to get that with the mvp mvp baseball 2005 um setup is of how the game is played with the targets i played that game for ps2 spent most of my high school years playing it it is the shit now they're playing they're planning on younger people uh, me having kids now i have a young child not old enough nearly old enough to understand this but that is the play. They're trying to get a younger generation. They're trying to create something that has been bubbling up like on Twitter. There's so many message boards and so many articles have been created about this video game that is very nostalgic and they want to leverage that. What I don't understand is them leveraging old and irrelevant players to right. play this fun game. So like, again, it's just Major League Baseball not being able to get out of their own way because they have a bunch of old people who are bad at marketing um and don't understand the younger generation and clearly don't give a shit because they they don't care they're they're this is such a bad idea who is the chief marketing officer from mlb why don't we just do what we already do but make it better like an all-star game time like having it timed i think was huge let's make our all-star all-star game count Let's make it count. I like, I personally liked when it counted for home field advantage during the World Series. I thought that was cool because that meant the, the All-Star game meant something. You, tr- It wasn't like the NBA where they scored 212 points or the, the NFL where they don't even tackle anybody. Baseball, this game was important. This is the best of the best playing at the All-Star break in the middle of the year to decide who's going to get home field advantage. So why don't we bring that back? Make That would be more exciting. People would enjoy that. The home run derby, they've started to revamp the rules, which I think is good. It's quick. As soon as the ball lands, you, you rapid fire as opposed to you get 10 pitches and you can sit there and choose what meatballs you want. I I, I like, I, uh, of course, 
I like that some people hated it, but I like that the winner of the um, All-Star game like got home field advantage only because it gave stakes to the game. But the other thing too, it's like you it doesn't matter. Like they're gonna play baseball is a game where you can't at least when you're pitching and you're in the batter's box, you can't really half ass it. In football, because you can't hit anyone, it's a joke. Basketball all star game is a complete joke. It's mm-hmm. embarrassing. So the Pro Bowl and the NBA All Star, you know, games are a joke. Baseball you can't have a pitcher throw 40%. You're going to hurt your arm. So every, because of that, and just the nature of the game, everything's going to be full speed. So you usually get a pretty good game. So you're better product. Yeah. So you're going to have people compete anyway. Um, I don't like it that the winner, I like the stakes of the winner gets home field advantage, but I don't like the fact that they do because if a team busts their ass and wins 115 games and another team that's in the world series wins 87 and they they happen to win their league happens to win the all-star game that's bullshit that makes no sense i don't know i like it i i, I like when it when it meant something yeah it i like when it means something, something. Too. but no one, really pack, no one packs it in at mlb all-star games everyone plays pretty hard regardless agreed agreed and the home run derby i love the time um i just don't understand them getting completely irrelevant players Right. Why the why the hell would you get Giovanni Soto to to play in the Major League Baseball All Star Game? You want people. This is about stars. You want stars at the All Star Game. What I don't know. What, Adrian Gonzalez was really good for like a year or two, mm-hmm. and then a very mediocre player. Um, would, Nick Swisher would, again, a fairly mediocre player. Cocaine um, addict. Cocaine addict. You know, be fucking cool. If they got like Mark McGuire and and Jose Canseco, like that would be super awesome. And they gave them like two months to get roided up. And, and, and Sosa, like seriously, like bring all these guys back. Cause they're kind of, they're kind of, they're kind of been banished sort of. And, you know, very, um, you know, like, kind of dishonorably discharged for baseball. So bring them back as kind of a, po- a you know, side, you know, pony show, what, circus, pony show, whatever. Yes. Just as a novelty act and bring them back. Like I would, if I knew that Jose Canseco was in this and McGuire and Sosa there, I'm watching. And I think a lot of other people would watch to be like, holy shit. Like John, the X, like? the X in home run derby X two syringes. Come on. You stole that from uh, the Sports Illustrated article when they came out with that. They had the syringes across from each other when they broke the steroid story. Did you know that? What steroid story in the nineties? No, when uh, like when the whole Mark McGuire thing in like the early two thousands, it was it was like steroids and baseballs on the front cover of Sports Illustrated, and they had two syringes crossing in front of a baseball. For what? What was the X? The X was two syringes making an X in front of a baseball. Yeah, like crossing out baseball. Oh, crossing out the baseball. Okay. Yeah, an X is like crossing out. You're right, John. I did quickly think of the news article from the early 2000s on ESPN cover where they made an X with syringes. That's what I stole it from. Correct. You got it. Cool. I'm just making sure we're on the same page. (laughs) Anyway, that's what I think. So this, this would be cool. If you didn't have totally irrelevant players participating in it who have absolutely no star power in a star studded event. Right. Think it's going to flop. Yes or no? I do. Uh, I do think it's going to flop. Yeah. As all innovative marketing tactics from Major League Baseball, they have no idea what they're doing. I really yeah. wish they would hire me in their marketing department. It just makes no sense if you're trying to grow the game. And then you get people interested, right? So you want to have a call to action. So this is your call to action. Go and watch this so then you can see these players, what, sit right. on the couch they, or throw they, out a first they pitch? They got like, some of it there. They're like, they're starting to get it. But they, again, just baseball, they just can't stick the landing. They always get in their own way. So bringing back this this game, which is a veiled reference from MVP Baseball 2005, Okay, that's like a good thing. They're getting the nostalgia play, but 
the biggest thing is like it's all about the players and it's about stars and right. all of the participants are 100% not stars and frankly weren't even stars when they played Nick Swisher was not ever a superstar neither Yvonne was Adrian Gonzalez was neither Gonzalez, was I say would be more the, he has probably the highest the highest uh amount of recognition among those players Swisher no, uh, Gonzalez. Adrian yeah, Gonzalez. from a playing standpoint, absolutely. Like, yeah. for sure, he was he was probably the one of the best at his position for a few years there, without a doubt. All right, John, what's next? What else? Okay, so I want to go through uh, top ten players at every position right now at MLB. Um, we think okay, so first baseman. Freddie Freeman, Vlad Guerrero, Matt Olson, Max Muncy, Paul Goldschmidt, Pete Alonzo, Brandon Belt, Jose Abreu, Joey Vado, Rizzo. I'm going. I'm going to go Vladimir Guerrero Jr. one. I'm probably going to go Freddie Freeman two. And then I'm going to go Matt Olson three. Okay. So you want us to pick your top three? Yeah. For this year. Okay. So out of those 10, uh, I think the most, um, if I'm being honest, the most consistent over the last couple of years statistically has to be Jose Abreu. And he's ranked number eight right now. As far as statistically consistent over the last five seasons, Jose Abreu, and I don't even think it's close. I, um, I agree, but I don't, I don't think his high, I think he's the most consistent, but I don't think his highs and his talent uh, is even close to Freddie Freeman or Vlad Guerrero. Mm-hmm. And I also so, think this is high probably ceiling, low floor, right? I think this is probably the time in his career where he starts to level off a bit. Okay. So I would like to include him in one of those. I also love Max Muncie. I like the, I like the fact that he can play second base. He can play first. Now I know he's coming back from an injury. He had that nasty, uh, what was Torn it? ACL. His elbow, right? Yeah. So Yeah. So he's coming back from that, but as a pure hitter, I love him. And he that whole lineup is protected because if you don't pitch to him, who are you pitching to next? So I think in regards to even in the lineups, Max Muncy is going to be probably the most dangerous because they're going to have to pitch to him. Okay. And then I guess the number one would be Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr. He's so fun to watch. He's got a lot of power, um, and obviously – he could win uh, the MVP this year. I think he had a breakout year last season, and I think that was a opening to see what he's capable of and not necessarily like – like I look in regards to like regression, right? We always have to look at that as far as baseball is concerned or a lot of sports is regression. You had an all-star – like I like to look at Salvador Perez. I don't think he's going to replicate that season again. I think it's highly unlikely. So I'm going to expect regression. In regards to Vlad, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that is going to be the standard because that was, what, his first full season last season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that is just kind of the standard he will be playing at. Obviously, I don't know if his OPS is going to be as high as it was. But, um, yeah, I think he would be my number one for okay. sure. Second baseman. Kettle Marte, Marcus Simeon, Brandon Lau, Jose Altuve, Jonathan India, Jake Cronenworth, Jorge Polanco, uh, Ozzy Albies, Jeff McNeil, Chris Taylor. I I still think Jose Altuve is awesome. So mm-hmm. in my ranking, I think I think Kettle Marte is good. But honestly, he just got paid too. He did. So if I this year I'm going, I'm going. Simeon won just because his defense is great or very, I mean, pretty good. And he is a great bat. I'm going El Tuve two and Brandon Lau three. I think Jose El Tuve is just, he's just a, I mean, I know the cheating thing, but he's just a pro hitter and he's a pretty solid second baseman. He's not mm-hmm. as bad as people say. I've watched him. He's a pretty good second baseman and he's really worked on it and got better. Brandon Lau. I think he's just a I think he's a I know clutch isn't a real thing. I think I think he is such a valuable player. I think he does so many different things well and I think in big spots he really comes through and uh, I just like him from the left side of the plate. So uh from the left-handed bat. Um Kendall Marte, I feel like he got paid, so I I, I don't ex- I mean I hope be good, but I, I wouldn't put him in my top 3. I'm going Simeon, El Tuve, and Lau. What about you? Okay. 
I really like, um, I think, let me see here. Well, Jonathan India was the rookie of the year last season with the Reds. Reds just sold the farm. So he's not going to get any protection nice. in that lineup. So for me, I, I like watching him because he's got awesome luscious hair and he's super handsome. Not that that matters, but he is. I, no, it does. He's handsome. Yeah. I like Ozzy Albies. Ozzy Albies last season. Um, I mean, he could be, he's like a 2020 guy, right? He's going to, how many bombs did he have last year? He had 30 home runs last year and where are stolen bases? He had 20 stolen bases. So bat, stolen bases are huge. Um, at least from a fantasy perspective as well, they're worth a lot. So stolen bases, he had 20 last season and he had 30 bombs. So, I mean, I mean, could he be a 30, 30 guy this year? He gets another 10, 10 bags somewhere in somewhere else in the season. Um, could be a 30-30 guy. And again, in a very strong lineup where they're going to have to pitch to him because that whole lineup is uh, pretty filthy. So I like Albies there. I think Jorge Polanco is uh, underrated. I read a couple articles about um, stats and how he kind of ranks among you know second base, which is a shallow position as far as talent goes. So I think there's value um, in Jorge Polanco. And then I guess Cattell Marte, but I mean, I don't see a lot of him because who's watching the Diamondbacks? No, I'm not. So yeah. it's hard to say. Marcus Simeon, that's going to be a nasty middle infield with him and Seager. And also Simeon has power, dude. Um, let me pull, let me pull up his um, reference. Uh, reference oh, Sim- Simeon's got a, t- a ton of power. That's why, I, I mean, that's why I put him, that's why I put him one. I think he's an absolute stud. 102 and, RBIs last year, 115 runs. He's batting 265, 45 home runs, dude, as a second baseman. Come on. How like how sad is it for the Oakland A's that well, one thing you you had a uh, you had um god, what the quarterback? Kyler Murray and you couldn't keep him. But you Marcus Simeon, you 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 know, you have all these great players in your system and the A system, and you just can't, you just don't have the money to keep any of them, you know? Yeah. So you just have to like, okay, like we, we have so much talent, like as far as scouting and development, but we're going to have this guy for a few years and then they're going to leave to get paid because we have absolutely no money. It's so, it must be so sad to be part of the A's organization. It's like, yeah, I mean, I've seen Moneyball. Well, of course, but <laughs> are they ever going to get a new stadium? They keep they're they're like we're gonna get it any day now any day now we're gonna get it <laughs> and then then the city's like no I don't think so you have to continue using that shithole of a stadium John did you know their entire payroll is paid less than Matt, what Max Scherzer is getting this I year I know I mean shouldn't there be a a minimum like we have a ceiling right we have a, a salary cap or whatever a luxury tax luxury tax what. Why isn't there a floor? I mean, who was I? Was it the A's? Or I think it was the A's. They spent zero dollars, zero dollars in um in this like free agency offseason. They signed nobody. They spent zero dollars. Isn't your obligation to do something about that? Oh yeah, for for sure. But like, you know, it's 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 uh the Dodgers. It's Boston. It's the Yankees. Although the Yankees don't spend any money. If I was a Yankee fan, I would be so frustrated. Do you hear what oh by the way, do you hear what Cashman said? About no. So Brian Cashman was asked, like, Jesus, man, you haven't won a World Series since like two thousand nine. And he was like, Yeah, well, you know what? We did it we do it the right way. And if it, you know, if the we had our opportunity and if it wasn't for the Astros who were just, you know, just horrific and cheating their whole way, we might have done it. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like he was complaining about, and I, I mean, it's valid. Like they were like phenomenal when they, you know, when they did play them, but come on, Brian Cashman. Also, I think it's, I mean, but this is, this is what it's like being the GM in New York. You, you know, you get shit on for not winning in what? 12 years. Yeah. 2009. Jesus. Like think about some of these other, other organizations. It's been my God. Cubs was like 108 years and they haven't won it in 12 and he's like getting shit for it. Yeah, I mean, there's different standards, right? Different fans. I get it. Do you think that's, I mean, it is valid. And I think as a GM, it's one of those things where you just don't say it. But I feel like he's just getting so pissed with everyone 
criticizing the Yankees for having unlimited amounts of money and spending nothing mm-hmm. um, and getting, and I think what really pisses them off is the Rays just keep outsmarting them with like a fraction of their budget and just come in New York and just destroy them every single time and have been for the last like four or five years. It must piss him off to no end. Yeah. But the, the, here's the thing too, John, when you're, when you're charging your fans $12 for a beer, tickets are $90, um, you know, things like that. You expect to, to support a winning team, right? I mean, you don't see that happening. You don't see that happening in with the Rangers, you don't, you know, Milwaukee, Milwaukee basically gives away tickets. They can't get, they can't get people to come to their, their games. You know, they sell tickets to people in Wisconsin first because everyone from, from the North side of Chicago travels to Milwaukee so well, they try Uh to keep Cubs fans out of there. So yeah, there are different standards, different cities. Absolutely. And I think that is fair and valid. Okay. I'm going to, it's going to take forever to get through all these categories. So I'm going to do one more. Okay. Okay. We'll move on. Yeah. For the sake of time. I'm going to do this category because it's stacked. I mean, I'm looking at this and it's just insane. Short stops. Okay. Yep. One, Fernando Fernando Tetis Jr., Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, Xander Bogarts, Corey Seager, Trevor Story, Bo Bichette, Tim Anderson, Francisco Lindor, and Wander Franco. Rounding out 10. Dude, that, that is a stacked top 10 of shortstops. Like that's incredible. Um, Who sticks out to you? Wander Franco is unbelievable. And I think he's just, cause he's young. He hasn't played like proven himself yet. I think he's so good. Um, Tim Anderson is good, but I feel like people in Chicago, you know, overrate him a little bit. And they like, think he's like the best thing ever. And like, he's good. I don't think he's top five in the league at all. Um, Who? Tim Anderson. People in Chicago oh. go insane for him. And I get it, he's got a good personality, but but his play is is above average, but I don't think it's one of the best in the league. People in Chicago feel that he is. My top three is this. If Fernando Testes Jr. was healthy, he would be my number one. Um I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Carlos Correa is one. I'm gonna go with Corey Seager two, and I'm gonna go Bogarts three. Okay. Any I think reasons? Correa, I think Correa is the most talented shortstop. I think he's not quite Tatis level, but he's really close. And if Tatis is hurt, then Correa is easily my number one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna agree with you on Tatis for number one spot if he was healthy. Right? Yes. He's got power. He's got speed. It's all about drive. It's all about power. He's got everything. Five tools, right? Anything you can ask from him, he's going to do. Trey Turner. Number absolutely. two, way high though, right? For Trey Turner? For number two? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Trey Turner is not better than Carlos Correa. And I don't And I don't know if he's better than Bogarts. And I don't think he's better than Corey Seager. Trey Turner gets on base all the time. And when he gets on base, he steals bases, which... Obviously, he's going to help your team. He's in, again, a stacked, loaded lineup. What did he hit last year? He hit 328, John, not 300, 328. The dude gets on base. OBP, 375. Above average is 360. So he's above that slugging 536. OPS, 911. And the other thing, too, with the Dodgers is their lineup is so stacked that you can't pitch around anybody. And in Minnesota... It's a little bit more there. give. It's a little bit more give there, but 100%. Turner is going to get pitches to hit because who else? Like John, who else? You want to face Bellinger? Do you want to face Muncie? Like pick your poison. You know, John, what I mean? guess what his WAR was last year? I know it was really high, six point five. I know he was he was so good last year. Nuts. I know. So that's why I, I like him too. I mean, he gets on base, thirty two stolen bases. He can fly too. I, I still I still he's don't a, think he's better. I don't, I don't think he's better year. than Correa. I don't. Say that again. I don't think he's better than Correa, though. I don't. Oh, that's where we'll disagree. All right. And like and, I said, and also like you just said, the lineup matters too. You're not, you can't pitch around him because you have everyone in the lineup who's dangerous. Well, Minnesota, you can do that. All right. All right. Let's can talk we, can about. Can we both agree that Trevor Story is not as hyped up as he's gonna be 
in uh Boston or no? Oh. Um I think I think he'll be really good. I don't I don't think he's going to be as good as Boston expects him to be, mm-hmm. but I think they're going to be happy with him in Boston. Like I think they'll be happy they're like oh this guy's a really good player and they'll be like we expected maybe a little a few more home runs or a little bit more production, but we're still very happy with what we have. Can I go ahead and say that one person missing from the shortstops or the second baseman who I said was going to be the comeback player of the year who has been playing really well in spring training lately, lately, Glaber Torres. Okay. I would like him. I would like top 10. He finishes top 10 this year. So at, at the position, where's Bogart? If Bogarts and story are playing, is one of them playing second? Yeah. Is it story? Um, I would assume so. Right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, because is J- if JD is Xander Bogarts is short. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think he's going to either play it second, or I don't know what they're going to do with the DH. I well, mean, then what the I, hell is Trevor Story doing in this list of shortstops? All right. Last topic. I don't want to go long here. I know you feel about that. Real quick, uh, we talked about home run derby X. Want to discuss most home runs by a player in each born country? I'm going to quiz you. Okay. Cool. All right. We are going to start with. Canada. So what are we doing here? What am I guessing? Who is the, who has hit the most runs, most home runs in the country of Canada in Major League Baseball? The person, and they're born in Canada. Yes. I know Joey Votto is Canadian. Okay. Is, jo- is Joey Votto the answer? I need it. Is that your final answer? All right. So I got to think of who else is Canadian that plays in the league. I honestly, anything that stands out. Um, yeah, we'll go. Canadian-born Joey Votto. Most home runs ever in Major League Baseball? Okay. Is that it? Hold on. It's not Joey Votto. Canada, Larry Walker. 383 home runs. Became the first first position player born in Canada to reach the Hall of Fame when he was selected by the Writers in 2020. Runner-up, Joey Votto, 295. Oh, okay. I was close. Okay. So you were... You were close. All right. Um, I used to tell my teachers that, John. I was close. <laughs> they don't care. They're like, you're a dunce. Um, let's go Colombia. Colombia. Um, all time, I don't know, Colombians. I don't know. Wilson Contreras is Colombian. Edgar Renteria, and home runs edgar renteria yes probably the uh, best best dh of all time runner up orlando cabrera orlando cabrera let's go to cuba cuban born you, you should probably know this cubans this guy hit a lot of home runs sweet uh, swing left left-handed bat kind of open stance porn star mustache come on dude dude these are so many. These are so many hints. Too many, I would say. Bro, it's all time. Am I talking seventies? Am I talking recently? Recently, eighties, nineties. Cuban with a mustache. Sweet left-handed swing. I don't fucking know. Denied using steroids. Period. Jose can say no. Um, Rafael Palmero. Yes. Well really? done. Five hundred and sixty-nine home runs. Okay. Palmero has the distinction of being the slugger who had the most home runs while hailing, hailing from Cuba, one of the most prolific countries in the world when it comes to producing Major League Baseball talent. So, well Man. done. Over 20 seasons with the Cubs, Rangers, and Orioles. Um, and he won three gold gloves, which I bet you didn't know. No. Uh, Canseco, 462 home runs. Uh, Dominican Republic. Uh, this is probably the, the most interesting category. David Ortiz, Sammy Sosa. Uh, okay, for, you have to give me your answer. You can't just right. Start. So right. let me know when it's your final answer. Dominican, Dominican Republic. I think Ortiz. I think Ortiz is from the Dominican Republic. It's probably wrong. I'm gonna go David Ortiz. Albert Pujols, 662. Yes. Currently, uh, from Santo Domingo. Um, past Willie Mays on the all-time home run list uh, with two against the Rangers in September 18th in 2020. He is currently fifth with an outside chance to pass Alex Rodriguez, who's at 696 for fourth all-time. Three-time NL MVP, 10-time All-Star, 
and hit 30 or more homers in each of his first 12 seasons. Dude, that's bananas. Runner-up, Sammy no, Sosa. First off, I needed to correct you. Albert Pujols has 679 career home runs because he's only 21 right. short. Okay, but he's still leading in Dominican Republic. This this article was all right in December of 2020. Okay, all right. So we missed last year. I'm still I'm still right. Runner up, yeah. Sammy Sosa, 609. That is unchanged. Um, and then lastly, yeah, we'll do one more. Lastly, Japan. Japan. I would have never gotten this, but it's so obvious once you know what it is. I mean, Ichiro Suzuki. He's number two with 117. Okay. Um, Kosuke Fukudome. <laughs> Hideki Matsui, 175. Oh, yeah. All right. And, okay, last thing I want to talk about, the Will Smith fiasco at the Oscars. We have to talk about it. You, If you're doing a podcast, you legally have to have a take on it. You're obliged. Yeah, it's in the bylaws. Um, I'll be quick. Uh, I've done stand-up maybe 20 times in my life. Mostly I've done sketch and improv um, during my time doing comedy, uh, performing and writing. Love Will Smith. Love Chris Rock. Uh, That was insane that someone could just walk up on a stage or anywhere and slap somebody in the face and then sit down with no repercussions and then later win an award and get a standing ovation for it. Mm -hmm. It is insane. Someone should have restrained him or reprimanded him or removed him from the premises and should be arrested. Because that's like Chris Rock is a comedian. That's someone's job. So you're up on stage. You're telling a joke. Like, I understand. And maybe he knew his wife had alopecia or not. But regardless, you can't hit somebody over a joke. Like, it is literally a assault. Um, so I thought it was insane. Uh, full disclosure, during the Billie Eilish song right before that, I fell asleep. And... Then I woke up with like several texts and Twitter blowing up to be like, what happened last night? And we DVR'd it. And so we watched it in the morning and I was like, oh my God, it was insane. Yeah. Um, do you have a take on it? Cause I'm I didn't, gonna... I didn't watch, I didn't watch the Oscars. So from a marketing standpoint, since you work in marketing, if I'm, if I'm in charge of the Oscars and I'm trying to hype it up, nobody watches the Oscars because no one gives a shit. So about- last year last year was the lowest rated Oscars of all time. This year it was the second lowest rated Oscars of all time. So yeah. you're right. Things are, are dwindling. Nobody's um, watching the Oscars right. because people are sick and tired of hearing from elite Hollywood people how to fucking live, what to do with your life, how to think, who to vote for, what kind of color you like. That shit is fucking pissing people off. So nobody cares about what people have to say that work in Hollywood. Do your shit. We'll watch your movies, and that's it. Nobody's watching Oscars anymore. So if I'm in charge, hmm, we really got to do something, guys. What can we do? And people can say, oh, it was real. It was fake, whatever. I think it was very much orchestrated, however you want to see fit. Who is in on it? Who is not? Whatever. Will Smith had a book come out not too long ago where he talks about, you know, I always felt like a weakling because I never did stuff when my mom got hit. Okay, so now that gets brought up. Now this joke and, you know, it was all over. It blew up. You know, they say it broke the Internet or whatever. That is the exact response that they wanted from it, right? So I think it's very orchestrated in order to get the ratings up, to get people talking about it. It was all over social media. So I think it's all bullshit, and um, that's what I think about that. And I would have right, cool. ro- I would have roasted Will Smith if he came up on stage and slapped me. Be like, oh, slap! You know, oh, like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure August slapped your slapped your wife's butt a lot harder than that when she when he was clapping her cheeks, something like that. You know. By the way, though, Will Smith would have never ever done that to Joe Rogan or the actual Rock. He, he would, you know, like he would have. Never even considered walking up or moving from his seat. So I also don't like that he like took advantage of like someone who was smaller than him, which is total bullshit. All right. Before we get out of here, this reminds me of the best fights in MLB history. All right. I'm going to go to April 2019 when the Pirates and Reds 
th- actually threw down twice uh, with uh, Yasiel um, Puig. Puig literally trying to take down the entire Pirates organization. And there's a great photo. There's a great photo. Um, he's getting held back. There's just like, he's, it's, it's him and like 10. Can you, can you uh, share your screen? Is that possible? Can you share yeah. my screen? I can share my screen. All right. Let me just, I'm going to send this to you. I'm going to throw it in the comments. So our audience, can I post something or no? Um, yeah, you just put the link in there and then I can grab it. If it's, um, or I'll put it in the private chat. I mean, you can put it out there. It doesn't matter. There's nobody in there. It won't, anymore. it won't, it won't let me for some reason. So I put it in the private chat, access that link and then share it. So people can actually see it. And I think there's video to it. This is what we're going to do. Share my screen, share my screen. This is great for the uh, audio listeners too. By right. The way. This is important. Here it is. Wait, let's do this so you can see both of us. Here we go, John. Go ahead and illustrate. Uh, where's this at? Scroll down. It's number two. This one. Yeah. Hang it in the Louvre. So basically, Puig is like the early days of Yasiel Puig. He he definitely had some sort of screw loose where like someone would look at him wrong and he would just flip out. Like he would just go insane and so he basically just tried to fight the entire pirates organization which was just a real a real treat all right continue i don't know if we can get the video it is on twitter though chan ho park chan ho park with the leg kick so oh, cool the video's in here yeah so the video should be there so chan ho park goes to bunt he he bunts he gets tagged out barely. And then, <laughs> then then the pitcher, I believe Belcher, like throws at him and to try to defend himself, he backs up and tries to like swift kick him and pretty much whiffs. So it's What's the issue Im- here? What was like I don't know. Yo! Oh no. yeah. They just like completely did not face him at all. It's a nice round up. Oh, he connected, right? Connected in the belly? Yeah, he connected in the belly and then kind of scraped a little bit of the head and then just got smoked. And then Bryce Harper. Dude, that's one of my favorite ones. I saw this live. Whiff. I was watching Absolute this game. whiff. And he just that so he tries to it was it Hunter Strickland? Yes. Throws at him, and then Harper comes flying out, tries to throw his helmet at Strickland. It goes literally like horizontally in the complete wrong direction. And then like just really no big punches. It was just a complete whiff on the helmet throw. Let's watch it again. I mean, he had so much steam. She's just gone right at him. I mean, Strickland got the first good punch. Like Harper didn't really get any good punches. Strickland had some first again, boom right there. And then boom again. And then it gets broken. Bryce Bryce Lanzar comes in here. A crazy person and just knocks some random person over. There's a connect. Was it? Yeah, I guess he did get one at the end. And Samarja, just look at him with like in his pull, black pullover. Watch, just let oh, it play. Look at that. Yeah, but Strickland got him twice, big time. Oh, by the way, you didn't know this. So Mike, I think his name's Mike Morse. Him and somebody else on the team collided heads. He had to go to the hospital after this, John. Watch him come in. He's like six foot eight. He comes in and they collide heads with his own teammate. Boom! Right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, dead. that's right. I remember that. So dead center. They come in, flying in, and he just bumps heads. And I think really badly, boom! <laughs> there, and he went down. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, so I just wanted to, in the light of the Will Smith news, I just thought I'd share that. Well, that's great. Ugh. And then obviously... Obviously, A-Rod getting plunked by... Bronson Arroyo is telling him to F off. I'm so happy Veritech just jacked him right in the face, which pretty much every fan has been wanting to do forever, probably including Yankee fans because A-Rod sucks. Yeah, also don't be a tough guy if you're not a tough guy, right? Or don't act like a tough guy. Dude, no one is more insufferable on broadcast than Alex Rodriguez. He is horrible. 
And this is probably number one. Nolan Ryan oh. hits Robbie Ventura and gets Ventura rushes the mound. And Nolan Ryan, who's like 45 at the time, just grabs him in a headlock and just starts punching him repeatedly in the head, which is probably the, the best thing we've ever seen in a baseball brawl. So that round that rounds it out, man. Well, that that got my nipples hard. Samesies. Hello. What else we got going on? Uh, you got anything this week, John? What's today? Is today Thursday? Today is Thursday. Thank God. It's Tomorrow's been a Friday. Long week, and I am ready for Friday. Yeah. Okay. I don't. But yeah. Have if anything, anything pops up, we'll we could pop on to emergency pod if anything else. But uh, yeah, one more week, and then uh, opening day on the seventh. Baseball is back. Thank God. My birthday is on Monday. MLB the show twenty two. Your birthday's drops. this Monday? Yes. And MLB the show twenty two drops on Tuesday, April fifth. So technically at midnight. So if I stay up real late on my birthday, uh, I'll get a little present at midnight when I get to download MLB the show. Oh, why didn't you tell everyone it was your birthday? Because it's on Monday. Oh, oh my dude. God. <laughs> dude, these you I mean, anyone who's watching, these graphics are top notch. Pretty quick. Pretty quick. Really quick. Look at John, you. tell us about, dude. I didn't know it was your birthday. So, birthday John, on, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm officially, I'm officially in my mid thirties. How old are you? You're gonna be thirty five. I'm be thirty five. My wife is twenty four days older than me, which she says is the worst twenty four days of the year. She's born March tenth, so I, I have to remind her that you know she's a cougar, and I'm you know a very innocent man in my early thirties. And now it's not going to be the case. And now I'm going to be officially in my mid thirties. I'm going to have to say that when people ask me my age and it's going to be really sad because I haven't really accomplished anything of significance yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully uh, I will in the last five years of my thirties. At least, well, Yeah, John, uh, everybody hopefully. blooms at a different time, right? That's what I like to think. Some of, some of the most successful people had their success a lot later in life. Like, look at Colonel Sanders. He didn't come up with the KFC recipe until he was, like, in his 60s. And then he died, like, next day. Well, you can't eat that every day, so. That's true. John, so in in the spirit of your birthday, I'm going to ask – you quizzed me earlier. I'm going to quiz you now, okay? Let's do it. John, rapid fire. I'm going to ask you a question. You give me – the answer. John, what is the best gift you got for a birthday? Man. The thing that I used the most in my life, and it's embarrassing, but it was it was a PS2. Okay. I I played that PS2. I played MVP Baseball 2005 on it. I played NCAA college football, Madden. Uh, for someone who uh, wouldn't say was popular with the ladies uh necessarily in high school you know most of if if you're not super outgoing or popular with the ladies you know you better have a really good video game system and you better (laughs) really like movies and uh i liked both and really spent a lot of time you better join an improv club (laughs) exactly that was later in life that was the that was the cool thing i did later in life post post high school um but i would have to say that was probably it a lot of grand theft auto a lot of cool ranch doritos in the basement Mm -hmm. a lot of me this is so insane i would go on the computer print out cheat codes cheat codes but like okay for ncaa football i would print out the rosters and manually update their names so their name and not their number would display. And then right. I'd also rearrange their wristbands according to what they actually wore in real life because it was not it was not done the way I thought it, it was it should have been done. It wasn't accurate to real life. You had and the I most would do that dude, I would do that game. for each top twenty top twenty five college football team. It would take four hours and I would just yeah. stay up till two in the morning doing it. Man, I wish those ki- those kids knew that you were doing it and they changed their shit every week on you. Dude, someone like someone, one of my sisters was like messing with my system and they moved, they removed my fucking memory card. Mm. Dude, I almost like strangled them. I was like, where the fuck is this memory card? I spent two years of my life updating these meaningless, meaningless rosters. Spoiler alert. Um, 
college players graduate and rosters change a lot. So right. every time I would get a new game, I have to fucking do it again. I'm like the dumbest person ever. But again, I had a, a lot of free time on my hands. John, what was the number one thing you learned this year? In the past year? Yes. Oh, man. I would say, uh, I would say, you know, life can be hard regardless of who you are. Everyone has their own problems. And, uh, you know, you know, be kind to yourself, I would say. You know, COVID's been pretty rough on everybody. And if I could leave with anyone a little a glimpse of hope, just, you know, be kind to yourself. Uh, you're doing okay. Okay. And I, I could do a better job of that because sometimes I can be a little self-critical. Can't we all? Yeah. That's something I learned. Just give yourself some credit. Plans for your birthday. You said you're going to stay up till midnight and, and no, I'm not really like good. I'm not really going to do now. that. Now it's obviously not no. the same. old. I one, can't right? even stay up past the Oscars. Um, cause, uh, I'm exhausted all the time. You'll understand that when you, when you have kids. Um, what I'm going to do Monday night, I believe it is the national championship for the double a, a double NCAA tournament. So that will be fun. We'll watch that. Um, my wife, we're going to order something special for my birthday. My wife is going to handle that. Um, hopefully she gets me a cake because I enjoy cake and I got her a fancy cake for her birthday. What so, kind of cake? Ice cream cake? Dude, there's this place in Chicago called Nothing Bunt the Cake. Nothing Bunt Cake. Nothing Bunt Cake. Okay, yeah. It's, They're everywhere. Dude. Yeah, but this one specifically in Chicago. This specific location. I don't know about the other ones, but the one I go to is, is down the street and it's delicious. It's like this lemon cake with like this delicious vanilla frosting. Mm-hmm. That's what I uh that's what I think I will get. Um and it'll be great. I wish it wasn't on a Monday, but uh it'll be sweet to have the national championship. Yeah. My yeah. my favorite is the Oreo ice cream Oreo, cake. Oreo cookie cake. Like do you like ice cream cake? Yeah, that's why I said uh, Oreo ice cream cake. I think you get it from Dairy Queen. Dude, so, bro- so good. My brother gets ever, it for his birthday. Did you ever go to local Dairy Queen um, in Naperville? Yeah, it was right by my house on the corner where that Walgreens was and that BP gas station. Yeah. Yeah. I live right over there. I ride my bike over there all the time. There was a Mexican place there for a while called Smiley's, and they had good tacos, but proceed. What What's your go-to thing when you go to – Dairy Queen. Mine was a pecan cluster blizzard, which was amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. I would go like a Snickers blizzard, uh, Butterfinger blizzard. Yep. Yeah. One of those would be go to. Those are the best. You can't miss. Reese Pieces. Dude, I'm a huge chocolate peanut butter fan. Anything like you ever anything been to Andes? peanut butter related. What? Andes? What's Andes? Andes is an ice cream place. It's like they do blizzards. They're called concrete. I think they're Isn't called that concrete. Culver's? Um, Culver's yeah, is concrete shakes. Maybe. Um, but there is a place called Andy's though. All right. And they're slightly, slightly more expensive, but they do have a lot of, uh, extra toppings and stuff. I'll have to check it out when I move. All right, John. I think that's it for today. Sure, dude. Thanks, man. This was great. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching. As always, I gotta play this outro music because I fucking love it. Night driving. All right, guys. Next week, happy birthday. My co-host, John LaLoja. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Peace. See ya.